Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. My name is Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Steve. And by our powers combined, we are the Three Rivers Boys. Huzzah! Yes. Uh, we're here today to talk about just two chapters of the Stormlight Archive, Book One, The Way of Kings. That's going to be Chapter 18, High Prince of War, and Chapter 19, Starfalls. Uh, we also recorded our House of the Dragon trailer breakdown in this session, so if you have not listened to that yet, go out and check it out. Get to it. So yeah, uh, like all the other episodes in this series, we're doing full spoilers for The Way of Kings, so if you haven't read that book, you have been warned. Yeah, we're even going to be talking about stuff that might happen later, like how, how it affects stuff that happens later in the book, so if you haven't read it, then you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. So chapter 18, High Prince of War. This is an Adolin and Dalinar chapter. Uh, it's probably the most political chapter we've had yet, right? Is that Yeah, true? I would say for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the, the chapter name High Prince of War is what he asks for and ultimately gets denied because he's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a maybe at the end of the chapter. So we start off with Adolin's point of view and he has this girl out on a date with him <laughs> to so funny, investigate man. the saddle of it. sabotage. He makes the wrong decision like every time when it comes to ladies. <laughs> he just doesn't care. I mean, he's just like into the action, man. Yeah. He I think he's just aloof. Himself. I don't think it's that he doesn't care. I think he just like doesn't realize that it's like inappropriate to like Take a girl <laughs> on to solve mysteries. Yeah. Like <laughs> when you're working. Well, I think because he's so desirable that like no woman has ever said no. Said no to that. You know, like this girl is like hardly complains at all to him. Like we get, just like, I'm going to have to buy her something. Nice. Yeah. Like we get the narrative that she's pretty steamed, but I don't think he really understands like how pissed he like she is because he's like, Probably the most eligible bachelor in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least an Alcar. Yeah. He's like, I just like the duel. I don't know. <laughs> He's extremely handsome. He's super rich. You know, he just hasn't met the right girl yet, maybe. He just needs to find a girl who likes to do shit like look at saddles. Yeah. <laughs> and leather. <laughs> these, and talk to priests. These saddles are sweet. So we find out at the leather worker that the, the strap from Alcar... Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, Elokar's saddle was cut, or it seems that it probably was cut. <gasps> Shock. Oh my dun, gosh. Dun, dun. But it could have been cut by something as simple as like the buckle that was on top of it, like just getting forward into the leather too hard. Or something even simpler, Elokar. He's a dumbass. <laughs> they don't know that yet. We do, though. Yeah, he's stupid. So, uh,. While they're wrapping up their conversation with these uh, leather guys, uh, the horns for a great shell pupating uh, sound. And everybody's like, oh, is Dalinar going to go? But there's no third horn. And even this girl who like doesn't know anything about war is like, wow, your dad must be a real bitch, Adolin, if he's not going after that gem heart. These people are so mean to Dalinar. <laughs> yeah, this bothered me throughout the book because, like, 
everybody's lost their way. They're like, yeah, you know what we do around here. We kill like fucking pupas and, and take out their jewel hearts. You know, like the whole reason. Well, it's we, just like a fascist society. So that's like what they do. I know. But the whole reason they came here was to avenge their dead king who was assassinated. But it's yeah. just everybody's forgotten about that. It's so Delinor's going to bring that up later. I know. It's just, it was frustrating while reading it. Adolin is very concerned about his dad, though. He's like, man, I wish my dad would be cool because I like him a lot. Yes, Adolin really looks up to his dad. He wants to walk in his father's footsteps for sure. And it kind of upsets him that he can't fight more and earn that reputation because his father imposes the codes. The codes, yeah, the old laws, right? So he can't do that because that'll upset his dad. So he's stuck in between a rock and a hard place, huh? Yeah. So speaking of his dad, uh, that's whose POV we switch to next. So we get Dalinar and he's like back at the palace, like with his arms folded behind his back in the typical like, I'm important and pondering the machinations of my empire post. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's like kind of scheming with some of his, these are like the wives of his officers, but they're serving as, what do you call it? Like secretaries or it's not really that even. They're just the ones who like write down everything and read to him because he's not allowed to read. He can't read, right? No. Cool. I think some people are lying. So. I mean, he can read glyphs, I guess, technically, but mm-hmm. that's not the same. No. So he comes up with this plan. He's like, how do we keep these bright lords loyal to Alucard? That's the most important thing. What do they need? They need food. How do they get food? Well, we don't want to allow them to have farmers because that will like make them more independent. We need them to use Alucard's soul casters for everything. But some of them aren't paying them like what they should. They're behind on their payments. And he comes up with this plan to give a discount, basically, if you're all caught up or paid ahead on your payments for the soul caster use. And he's like, this is how we keep them around. We got to make them need the soul casters. Yeah, I thought this was pretty genius of him. Like, he, it really makes him out to be more than a big sword, you know. Yeah, he's always complaining that he's not good at this, but then he, like, does it super well every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, like, subtle and beautiful and totally going to work, right? I, I, it seems like it could work. Uh, is there undertone in your voice that it won't, or? No, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think it's genius, too, and I think it's genius in its subtlety that, like, this allows the high princess like like these are like a very proud people so like you enforcing your power heavily handedly like i don't think would be a smart idea most of the time so getting them to do this stuff because it's good for them is a a really smart way to control people you know you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. especially when everybody's worried about gem hearts yeah and remember yasna colin does highly regard Dalinar. And so for maybe the smartest person in the world to regard him that way is significant. Yeah. And that's understated, but it is a big deal. That's good of you to catch that. So the next plan he has is he wants to commit an additional battalion to uh, patrol the wilderness around the war camps. And he's trying 
to curb the bandit activity that's they're like raiding all these traders that are coming in and out of the war camps which is like a cool move for the people but the high lords are like why are you doing such silly shit like that to like oh we want to be pillaged why would you do that <laughs> well they don't care because it's no skin off their dick yeah <laughs> only the traders get fucked over but Dalinar is like no I don't want any murder it's just not. It's just not in the other high lord just to be a decent human being. We'll have justice. And then this is where he promises Renarin shard. Yes, I think so. Oh man, I love this scene. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Renarin, you got to be <sighs> careful. Like, you could have got killed pretty easily chasing in, just charging in after that chasm fiend back there. Very brave." How, yeah, how brave is Renarin for running in there and doing that? That really made me like him. What did he give him? Or did he just come in to try and rescue him? Yeah, he just wanted to like help rescue the king and help his dad. He's like, I'll come in. I'm on the horse. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dalinar is like, you know what? Next time I get some shards, I'm going to give them to you because then you'll be like a badass just like anybody else who wears sharp plate. That'll overcome his uh, blood weakness, or is that what they call it? Blood weakness. Or blood he thickness? sounds like he's some like frail skeleton man walking around. It's so funny. Like <laughs> he wears glasses too, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. He always reminds me of like an anime protagonist. Totally. He's like, I'm just a little nerd boy. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm so unassuming. Nothing to see here. Never. No, I'm never gonna be yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go back to Adolin. Yeah, and he goes to see Kadash, uh, one of his father's ardents, who used to kind of be like a warrior guy, you know? Yeah, this guy kind of subtly becomes a cooler character as the series has gone on so far, but I don't know. We shouldn't get too much further into it than that. Right. Well, he basically goes to find out as much as he can. He's, he's doing a little bit of investigative work uh, to find out what's going on with his dad's episodes. Yeah, I think he's just really worried about his dad. Like, he's like, is my dad going crazy? Is he, like, having PTSD? Is he going to, like, die? <laughs> and, and this girl is still with him during this, right? <laughs> he's just, like, dragging her along. He's like, everything. shush, wait a minute. Now nah, she's getting upset by this point. He's she's like, like I'll just wait outside. I'll have to buy her something kind of expensive at this point. And this guy is probably not very into the idea of him having... Visions, right? No, he explains that, too. He kind of sits him down. He, he tells Adolin about the uh, hierocracy. Uh, this was when the Voran church kind of seized control and tried to enact like a theocratic state. The priests began to get more and more mystic as they tried to basically consolidate their power by taking religion out of the hands of the laymen. Uh this is like the kind of stuff that if you're familiar with the history of the Catholic Church, this sounds a little bit like the things that Martin Luther would have been upset about, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I don't I think I've brought this theory up to you guys before, but I think that the hierarchy is not over and that they're probably working underneath or behind the scenes to try and bring that back. But, you know, there's read and find yeah. out. So these guys would claim to uh, have prophetic visions and say that they knew what the future was going to be like so that they could tell people what to do, basically. Oh, the world's going to end if you don't 
let me run the show. Just give me power. I know what to do. Big shocker. It was all made up. <laughs> and that's called void binding? Looking into the future, yeah. They weren't really doing it, but it, they seem to be implying that there's like a real version of this that can be done. And it looks like you have a quote here. Yeah, so Kadash was basically just being like, I'm not saying your dad is making this up to manipulate people. He could be, but this is what I think is happening. Your father is, or do you want to do this one, Steve? Sure. Your father is not to be mocked or diminished. If his visions are true, then it is between him and the Almighty. All I can say is this. I know something of what is to be haunted by the death and destruction of war. I see in your father's eyes much of what I have felt, but worse. My personal opinion is that the things he sees are likely more a reflection of his past than any mystical experience. So he wrote him off there a little bit. Yeah, he thinks that Dalinar is probably just having some kind of like flashbacks or something like that. Or that's what he wants Adolin to think. <laughs> so then we cut back to Dalinar and he's going to have a meeting with the king. And this is going to be his big moment where he tries to put the Alethi people back on the path of honor and unite them. This really opens your eyes to what the Alethi culture is like deep down, I feel like, is how taken aback Alethkar is that Dalinar could even suggest this. Alakar, yeah. Alakar, sorry. So Dalinar basically is trying to convince... Elicar that the war has been going on for too long. He's like, all of Alicar's leadership and resources are tied up outside of the country. Like nobody, none of our shard bearers are back home. If we were to get invaded, all of our like leadership is here. We don't have our best and brightest uh, developing their kingdoms at home. They're all here, like at the war effort. There's no clear path to victory right now. Basically, we're just fighting over shiny things, and it seems like it's going to go on like this forever. And they've kind of forgotten the purpose of the war was to avenge the old king, right? (laughs) And to win. So let's get it together, boys. Dalinar wants to be the high prince of war. Yeah, he's basically like... If we don't try to win this war, we risk ruining everything Gavlar built by just like squandering all of our resources until the kingdom collapses. It seems so apparent. Why is it so apparent? And they just can't <laughs> do it. It's because Elokar is an idiot, right? They're I don't think he's idiots. an idiot. I just think he's kind of misguided. I don't know. He seems weak-minded to me. And his he mother, kind of. his mother says that too. She's like, "Yeah, my dumb dumb boy. <laughs> Sorry about my dumb dumb boy." <laughs> I think he's just kind of distracted is what I would say. By shiny rocks? Yeah, he's not focusing on the right things. I feel like, if anything, he should be the most upset about his dad being dead. But he was also young, I suppose. This was six years ago. I mean, I think he is upset, for sure. Like, he's paranoid because of that, for sure. That's true. And he's, like, always talking about his dad. Yeah, that's got to mess with you. You got to forgive him some of his... (laughs) So Elokar is mad at first, but that last point about ruining his father's legacy seems to get through to him. And Dalinar is like, make me High Prince of War, uh, and we can give this war the focus that we need to win. And he says, I'll think about it. He's like, why don't you like prove that you can do that first, and then I'll say, you're High Prince of War. <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious he 
had, or, or I guess I should say, I didn't think he had any intention of actually making Dalinar High Prince of War at this point. Like, I d- yeah, I think he probably feels that this is pretty unlikely to actually work. So he's just like, sure, if you can do this, it'll work. Well, I'll let you be High Prince of War. But he's like, there's no way he can do that. Yeah, I thought it was a shoulder brush, right? And so Dalinar heads back. They're trying to get back to their place, but a high storm comes. Yeah, basically. And they're forced to take shelter in a barracks with the men. Now, this was interesting for me because it is it the first high storm we experience? Um, no, I don't think so. There's one at the beginning of the book with Caliban. It just moves in so quickly that I was like, oh, wow, this is like rather bad. Uh, because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, these things can fuck you up if they catch you on a way. Yeah, and he was saying he's like, there's no way we can try and make it uh, to our bar or our place or whatever. So they go into the soldier barracks, and there's a lot of people to watch Dalinar have an episode. <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna help the rumors that are flying around that Dalinar freaks out during the ice storms. This really made me cringe. I felt terrible for him. I did he too. Had to like do this in yeah. front of a bunch of people. It just feels so private and oh man, I I would hate I would hate to have that happen. I've fainted in front of people before and it's kind of embarrassing. So I can't imagine like basically having a long seizure where I scream nonsense being for like a long time. Yeah, like the whole high storm. Like at least things last like at least a half hour or so, right? I think so. Or maybe longer than that. Mm-hmm. And these are his men. This is his barracks. Which is probably a saving grace. Well, I think it would be even worse, though, as, you know. If if it happened at, like, Sadius's camp, then maybe his men would, like, not believe it, you know. They'd be like, not our Lord Dalinar. Yeah. But now they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Lord Dalinar has fucking lost it. And the, yeah, and so his men are losing faith in him. Like, this has got to really eat him up, you know what I mean? It's just terrible. Makes me cringe. And then it goes right into the next chapter, chapter 19, Star Falls. This one is really cool, man. Yeah, this one is very interesting. There's a lot of foreshadowing. This is that, like, really good fantasy shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is some really cool world building. Yeah. So Dalinar wakes up, and we assume this is in the distant past. Like, we kind of know that a lot of his other visions are. And he's on what seems like a small farm. There's a little girl who says he's her father and a woman who says he's her husband. Oh, that's right. He he kind of wakes up with the little girl in his arms. Yeah, and they're like in the barn getting attacked by one of these things and he like evades it and they run up to the house where they find the wife too. And then he kind of like gets attacked by two at once, I think, or something like that. And he whips out this fire poker and dances the sword forms and everybody's like, where the fuck did you learn how to do that? Swish. Well, that was, he, he gets back to the place and he realizes it like goes in through the window or something like that. And he just kind of reaches for the instrument and ends up being a fire poker and he, he does well with it. And his, I think even his wife is like, what are you doing? Like, why are you fighting that? <laughs> These things are pretty scary, huh? You know, you know what they reminded me of was the like mechanical hound and Fahrenheit 450. Oh, okay. I yeah. always kind of pictured the alien from Alien. I picture like a displacer beast from Dungeons and Dragons, kind of. That makes sense, too. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's like a cat with tentacles and it like teleports around, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's pretty sick. 
I think you can have them as a pet in D and D. Yeah, you can have either that or a blink dog, which is like the good version of it. But anyways, like Dalinar beats off these two that come in, right? And he decides they need to Whoa, make a phrasing. run for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did he say? You heard me. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah, and then he's like, we gotta make a run for it. Let's, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So they set off along the river. Yeah, try to find some safety. I think there's like some other houses off in the distance. Yeah, that it's they, like a village they, they can get to. Yeah, there's yeah. a town nearby. <clears throat> but like halfway or something, they get surrounded by a whole pack of these things, and they're closing in. And it looks like the end for old Dalinar and his make believe family. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> this night radiant comes in like freaking Iron Man two or of something. Them. Yeah, there's two of them. They like streak across the sky. Yeah, they fly in. Stormlight. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's really like a scene out of Marvel or something. They do a superhero landing. Yeah, (laughs) and they back. They're like back to back to back, right? Yeah, they make like a triangle kind of with Dalinar. He kind of just like guards their backs while they do most of the damage. But they're like, "Whoa, that's crazy that you did that with a fire poker." So tight. And they have like this really cool. (laughs) They have really cool like glowing shard plate that Dalinar has never seen anything like it before. Like their helmets are kind of like appearing and disappearing at will. They have like crazy shard blades. He's like these guys are fucking nuts, man. So I'm a little confused about his visions because I thought he wasn't able to talk to people in visions, or is it just that one particular guy who talks to him that he? has been listening to. I think they have kind of like pre-recorded interactions like loaded. It's almost exactly like a video game. You know, like any NPC has like so many things it can say. But they respond to him having the fire poker and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they can respond too much more than what happened though. I, I guess see. what I'm... Like if know, he was like, hey, let's sit down and we need to, you need to answer some questions for me. <laughs> they'd, they'd be like, no. Yeah. They're kind of like hosts from Westworld, but like... Like their AI can identify that that's a fire poker and he killed something with it. But like if he, you know, yeah, ask strange. them. Maybe I'll find out more. Yeah. Great. Oh, you will. <laughs> There's always another secret. Wait, that's not the right book. Hosts hosts from Westworld is probably a pretty good comparison. That that might be a, a good way of explaining it. Maybe don't explain it anymore to me I just, because it I, sounds a little... Sp- like you're getting into spoiler territory there, but I don't know. Not, I'm not really. It's just kind of like, you know, there's just a certain amount of responses that like these people aren't like, they're not real. And you, if you know show that. them something crazy. They'll be like, that doesn't look yeah. like anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So basically he wakes up and I'm oh, sorry. I skipped ahead a little bit. So the radiance leave and Dalinar's wife starts to talk to him in the Almighty's voice, and he's get doing the whole "unite them" thing again. Unite them, unite them. Should I trust Sadius? <laughs> yes, <laughs> unite them. <laughs> and then after this, I texted you guys. I'm like, Sadius seems cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. 
So, yeah, he just wakes up back in the barracks again, and there's a whole bunch of soldiers that were, like, holding him down so he doesn't, like, fight people in the barracks or uh, hurt poor, anybody or himself. Poor Dalinar. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of realizing how, now that we're talking about it, how much this scene really made me, like, love and care for Dalinar. This was a really emotion-invoking scene. That and Renarin, because Renarin's paying attention, and... And Renarin was yeah. also like had his father's health in mind. He was like, "We have to go into this room. Like, you can't. We're not weathering the storm. You're gonna have your episode in here. Let's go." Yeah, and that's all we're doing for today, really. Uh, what do you you guys have any thoughts on these chapters overall? I guess no. I think that Starfalls was a better chapter, and it, more entertaining for sure. There's a lot that a lot happened. Yeah, in the first one too. It just wasn't. It was that good cool. to hear about the binding, <laughs> and also. Some good character building, how we know how uh, Adolin is a playboy and kind of like doesn't want to question his father, but like looks for answers. We learn that Elicar is a dumbass. Uh, and, you know, he proves that throughout the entire book. So, yeah. Starfall stuff for me is just <clears throat> Brandon Sanderson doing Brandon Sanderson. It's, it's, uh, super action-packed and it just rips through the storyline it, it's so much fun it's a real roller coaster there's so much cool shit that happens in that chapter that you see like later on too and i think it's kind of like this it's connected to the story but you know it's got a little standalone arc here. i can listen to that over and over again it's just so much fun i think steve and i listened to this chapter together like on our way back from yeah, I believe so. one time cool <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, that's our two chapters for tonight. We're going to take off now and uh, try to figure out if the Penguins are still beating the Rangers in the first uh, game, game three, baby. Take, take off your hoser. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. We're the Three Rivers Boys, and this has been the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Steve. Please follow us on Twitter at Twitter. Bye. That's spelled out. T H I E. Yeah, of course. Three. <laughs> Three more books. <laughs>